2021. First podcast of the year. Just the first one? Just the first one. Wow. Oh. That's major, man. By <laughs> saying this, my vision for 2021 and why I specifically chose to have Mr. Willie Terrell on the podcast joining us. Yes, sir. So this year has to be about execution, about mm. going to work. And that's one thing I can say about you, brother. You're not a, a vocalist. You're about doing the work. We know that faith without works is dead. I would not be arrogant enough to say that we have all the knowledge, but I would say that we have enough to get the job done. Right. Especially if we come together in unity. Right. So I want to stand on that and build on that. And that's just how we're going to start this one off. So I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself, Mr. Willie Terrell. Right, right, right. Wow, 2021 starting it off. So uh, my name is Mr. Willie Terrell. I am a dreamer, um, an educator, a lifetime learner, and uh, a, a builder of communities, man. That's that's what I'm doing this year. I'm building communities. And um, I'm a person who... If you know me, I, I grew up and, and didn't always have the, the softest pillow, um, didn't always make all the right decisions, all, all the best decisions. And I, I had a I, I've I've experienced life in a full way. You know what I'm saying? The good, the bad, the ugly, the up, the down, the intelligence and the ignorance. And I've been blessed to come out of a lot of situations unscathed. And I've been uh, blessed. To, to me have given a, a a mind that likes to reflect. And so at this point in my life, man, it's just a body of experience and, and knowledge that I reflect on, man. And and I'm trying to bring all that all that I can to the youth and the in the future generations. And 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 that's where I get in the community building. I'm trying to I'm trying to do way better than we experience or, or at least I experienced growing up. And to really be hands-on involved and to be selfless right now in, in my pursuits and to really focus on the, the youth coming up, man, and build a better brand for tomorrow. And and that's that's who I am. Yes, sir. Uh, one thing I would like to, to ask you this, because I don't want to uh, speculate. I want to make sure I have it correct. What you're saying, and it sounds like something I can really relate to, kind of how I look at it. My experiences taught me more than any of these institutions that I have attended. The church is great. The school is great. The mosque is great. But that light that was placed in me came from a, a different source. Right. Institutions of this world. And I, I feel that, man, with you. Is that, am I, am I on the right path with that one? I mean, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. And, you know, for, for us, uh, for, for people like us, and, and there's others out there, you know, you, it's almost trial by fire. And, you know, it, it's not the only way you can learn, but sometimes it's, it's the way that you learn. And for me, that's what it was. I mean, I had all the wisdom was given to me. Uh, I was very knowledgeable. I was very, um, you know, saying skilled and, and, and versed in a lot of things. But that that didn't that that didn't satisfy that that hunger for understanding. You know, what I'm saying the words couldn't satisfy that for me i had to go and and see what it was and that was the only way for me to get it um and so yeah you 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 absolutely right you absolutely right the institution uh you know i i want uscb graduate i think they're an outstanding education school i don't i don't think that there's any other school that might do a better job than them but yet they didn't prepare me for anything that really was necessary to be great in the classroom i don't i don't think any teacher education course around the world can, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. That's definitely real. That's something that I'm realizing as I'm actually getting into the classroom that I'm learning more from the teachers I interact with that are giving me game rather than the professors. The professors are removed from the actual classroom. Teaching is something that you you really learn hands-on. It's a muscle is something that you you have to do. You have to get in front of some students and see what works and see what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And 
what works one day may not work the next day because you're going to have a different group of students. So it's, it's constantly adjusting and remaining a student yourself, not feeling like you, you have it all. But uh, let's, let's go into your college experience, some uh, USCB. What was that like for you? I know you were part of the Call Me Mr. program, obviously. Uh, okay. and if I, if, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I, I would, I think you're the only brother that is local that was from this, from the community and that's special within itself. We're going to, we're going to talk about that. Right. So, am I right on that? Oh yeah. You, you're right on that. And, 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 okay. and you got me excited when you talk about the college experience. Cause you know, to, for me, it, it, it was, it was probably a little different than, than other people, you know what I'm saying? Um, but maybe not. I don't know what everybody went through, but uh, like they, and I, I, I don't want to say I, we had good professors, you know what I'm saying? But we, we clashed heads and they didn't, they misunderstood me. And I was threatened to get kicked out the program a couple of times. Renata Tompkins was like, wanted to put me out. I had to send her a nasty email. The uh, uh, Nik- Campbell wanted to put me out, you know what I'm saying? And this, this has, this is not even like uh not known like this is a well-known it's so well known that it's, it's a joke when i seen the kid like that's one of the first things she's like well i'm about to throw willie out when i came and and it, i was so misunderstood um and and you know why it was for exactly what you said i was from the community and when you come from a certain situation and you you're being taught this and you know that what what they're teaching you don't work period. You know what I'm saying? It don't work. It, it won't find no success. It, it's not grounded on anything that's relevant to the people in which you serve in. You, you're a threat. You know what I'm saying? And they don't, and they didn't want to hear that. I, I was told I wasn't going to be a good teacher. You know what I'm saying? They, they said some people don't need to be in the classroom and, and I was going to mess the kids up and, and all kind of crazy stuff. But the sad part is the, the people that excelled in that program, they couldn't make it in the classroom. They was messing the kids up, lying and cheating on tests. And I was in there as a superstar you know what I'm saying? And so the one of and one of the issues was my grades was getting dropped down, like from A's to C's. And they were doing it on attendance. And I, I had to ask her, like, uh, so so the, I sent an email because I had to speak up for myself. And I'm saying, listen, either make the curriculum so hard that if I miss a class, right, I cannot give you work that is on that level or give me credit for the work that I've achieved, but stop changing my grade from an A to a C because you, I didn't, wasn't in my seat. That doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? That that's not, that's not, that's, that's ridiculous. I got a full-time job. I'm a full-time student. I got a house. I got a mortgage. You know what I'm saying? I, I got a whole family. I'm a single parent. I don't have no, no backup system here. There's no, Oh, you can just go to school. I have to work. I have to keep this house. I got to take care of these kids. You know what I'm saying? And I got to go to school and this is what I got to do. But, you know, for you to drop my grade and, and to do that and get an A and master your content. And then you drop me down to a C because you didn't say I didn't sit in my seat. That didn't sit well with me. And and my challenge, and, and then you can't tell me about uh, differentiating uh, edu- you know, curriculum. You want, you want me to differentiate, but <laughs> you're not differentiating for me. You know what I'm saying? So you, you, you're you supposed to be the lead example of what you want me to be as an educator. How can I differentiate in my classroom for a student and you telling me in, in this college classroom, there's no differentiation that you actually lose for for something that that that's beyond your control. So yeah, man, I was USCB was different for me, and I, I thank God for all of it because at the end, it, it 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 put a chip on my shoulder, and I just went out there and dominated in the classroom. Like went to a Title One school, which was supposed to not be a good school. They threw the worst kids in my class. I had four, five, seven IEPs overloaded classroom everybody got ip uh rti ied everybody got letters next to, <laughs> next to them 21 kids mm. and, and 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 we the best class in the building we get in wards we 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 got the that's what it is we we dominate i dominant you know what i'm saying was dominant in the, in the classroom and still struggling because i did i did it my way i did what was relevant and you and it's not found in the institution Man, that was so beautifully said, and I, it's something that I'm dealing with right now, <laughs> being at the university. So even this last semester, looking back, so I had 18 credits. I worked two jobs outside of everything that was going on at the university, and everything that you dealt with back then, it's, it's the same thing now, mm-hmm. man. And I noticed, especially as someone who really thinks, man, that thinks deeply, 
and visualizes. It's like exactly what you said, pretty much. It's hypocritical. What they're not practicing what it is they teaching us to practice. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Nice. Like that's something that that has to be addressed. And those people who have all A's in the or that may look like the the perfect teacher candidate because they have those grades and they can um, draw up the prettiest lesson plan that there is. Some of those people that can do those real pretty lesson plans, they can't execute in the classroom. They're the worst. They don't. They can't relate to students. They could be in the best classroom, so called, but they're still not going to reach the students the way. Man, so that's that's bro, real. truth, bro. If if you really want to get down to it, the best educators go to barbershops. Go go, go to common mm. stage. Go go to the back of the bus. That little kid picking on somebody, he's a better educator than you. Now, granted, he's not teaching the right lesson, but guarantee you they're picking up everything he put down. That's why a kid come off the bus and know every rap song. And then people get upset and like, oh, well, you if you read a book, well, maybe if you taught your book as good as they taught that rap. You ever thought that? You ever thought back? You know what I'm saying? Like, don't get don't get pissed off because they're doing it better than you. You need to you need to check it out. No, the, a book is boring. That that's old. You know what I'm saying? That's an old medium. Reading a book is very old medium. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's doing that. Everybody's on devices. So to ask a kid to learn prehistorically and live in a, and live in a modern world, then yeah, you you you're gonna lose. It's a lot more colorful ways and 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 there's a lot more innovative ways to bring language. So why are we still bringing it on a piece? Come on, man. Like, <laughs> and you want to hear something funny, bro? The hardest classroom that all the misters have been dealing with since you left. You may have even dealt with this. Me and my brother Desmond had it this semester, and we still dealing with this professor. Cultural diversity. Oh, Can you believe that's the worst, bro? I'm gonna walk that Cultural was challenging us because, man, I mean, the books she gave us. It's a thick book. The book is titled Waking Up White. And I respectfully told her, ma'am, professor, it don't matter how many days we live in our life. There's never going to come a day where I wake up white. Right. <laughs> like th- the content, the material is not made for us. It's made to teach the white female students because that's the, who the majority of education majors are. So it's like the program is But you know who wrote that? Molded. White female teachers. <laughs> that's that's the that's the laugh white female teachers wrote a book to teach white female teachers how to deal with black people you see the disconnect here you know what i'm saying like it that's i mean come on bro that's crazy and then i didn't even know they was teaching y'all that that would i would have walked out i would have i would have i'm telling you i had problems in school and anybody went to school with me will tell you they'll be they'll they'll verify this for you i have problems with that I had problems with that. And I'm not doing that fake stuff, man. Like, I'm not reading the book, Waking Up White. And you're not going to tell me about cultural diversity. Matter of fact, you can close the book. I'll teach the class. If you really want to exactly. learn, close the book and I'll teach the class. And if you're that ignorant as an institution to have black males that don't every year teach your cultural diversity class, you're ignorant. So how can I respect the ignorant institution? We're talking about primary versus secondary sources, right? Okay, this is a black man. This is a, a black man that's actually in this category that you're trying to learn about you got three or four of them every year they could be teaching this you don't do it though you know why you want to you want to you want to read a book from a white woman about what what it's like the way i mean that's crazy bro but that that's that i struggle with that man i still struggle with that and I, and that's in every institution and it gets worse the more bougier you get the worse it gets and I, my question is when when are we like going to do something different? Because I'm working on a charter school right now. And if y'all want to get involved, hit willytorell.com. Come see me. Let's get out of this because this is the icing on, this is the iceberg. But under that is a whole elementary education of slavery and, 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 and a bunch of nasty negative ceilings that's placed on these kids that you, that, and it's not just affecting the black kids. It's holding the whole America down. You can't hold a third of the population down which happens to be the cultural driving force. Let's get honest. You can't you can't hold them down and expect America to be at their top peak, man. Like this is this 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 is like not blocking for your star quarterback and expecting them to win the game. You're not gonna win like that. So like everybody, WillieTerrell.com, go check it out, man. Because like the the, the educate the way we teach these kids, we we teach these kids to fail. We teach these kids to be miserable. We teach these kids to be not great. And that's why we don't produce greatness like 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 we used to 
And I ain't talking about no no athletes. Like if you even mention that, then you've completely you in the wrong conversation altogether. You know what I'm saying? And we not we not producing it, and we don't see it because it's not it's not it's not it's the factory system is not designed. You know, if you got a factory system designed to make Coca Colas, you can't expect Sprite. You just can't. And we mm. keep sending these things through. You tell me why I'm teaching a second grader, third grader about slavery, a fourth grader about slavery. You tell me why. I'm teaching this fourth grader about human bondage. Not not lions in Africa. They don't know about the cheetahs and hyenas. They ain't learned all, all the animals in Africa yet. You know what I'm saying? You you, you got to get through that stuff first before you get the human. Why am I teaching human bondage in fourth grade? Light bulb. You want you want this is what you want them to know? This is on the curriculum? How for what? What what are what how would you even comprehend this? And why and why why are we even teaching this? It, you know what I'm saying? Like what I don't I don't get it. it but I do get it. And that's the crazy part. And when you do get it, you get pissed off and you don't want to be part of that system no more. Yes, sir. And I mean, there's so much achievement that could be placed there, but you open up a history book and all that it shows is our people in chains, our people being treated worse than animals. Like it's it's terrible. And one last thing I'm going to say on the cultural diversity is a, a connecting link to what you said. Like, it's real. Like, if you think about discipline, disparity, all these things that they're talking about, I lived that. I was the kid getting removed <laughs> exactly. from the classroom. I had a target on my back. Like, you can't expect me just to sit here and do this, this busy work, write these journals. Like, I'm just, this is my first time ever hearing about discipline, disparity. No. I dealt with this in my real <laughs> life. Like, this is my story. This is part of my right. story. So it's crazy to even have to deal with that. Um, let's talk some more about, about the community. So you recently ran for a, uh, a public office. Let's, let's talk about that song, that journey for you, what your mindset was going into that. So uh, originally, Originally, it wasn't even political. I think the whole the whole situation started. I was I was asked to speak uh, at at a March for Change event, right? So my man uh, Raymond Wilson hit me up, and he was like, uh, "So uh, Raymond, Raymond was like, yo, you know, I heard about you, da 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 da. We get to kicking. He was like, man, I want you to come talk at this event if you got time. And I was like, cool, let me hit you back. My phone had broke, and I didn't even get a chance to hit him. And it kind of popped back in my mind. I was like, oh, I'm a, I had forgot to call my man back. So I called him. He didn't even have me on the cars. Anyway, long story short, he was like, yeah, man, I just want you to come speak. I was like, all right, come say something. So um, walked down, and I, I was speaking, and I was nervous. I didn't even know what to say. I just started, you know what I'm saying, speaking, you know, what was on my heart. You know what I'm saying? It was on my conscience. And next thing you know, you know, people was up and, and clapping, and, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what we, you know, and and uh, he was like, man, I was powerful. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, I just, I'm just, I'm just speaking with some of my, my spirit, bro. And um, so from there, you know, I, that that kind of sparked everything. And later on, uh, my boy Kamal Whitfall, he's Gullah Geechee uh, Initiative Foundation CEO. He was, um, he had a food drive and, and, and you know, uh, Daryl Orge was doing the, the voter registration and, and uh, Najma was out there doing the voter registration. And, and I was talking to Daryl and I was like, Daryl, boy, you need to run, man, or something. Because, like, this junk is crazy. Like, we don't have no access to our buildings. You know what I'm saying? We don't got no access to our buildings. These kids ain't got nothing. We ain't getting no love on St. Helen. We ain't got no swimming pool. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I guarantee you some of this stuff is going to start happening because I'm going to start raising my, my, my voice. And they're going to be ashamed. They're going to start doing it. But, like, there's nothing out here. And, and if you even live in the Buford area, you know that, like, these people on the board do not care about us because there's nothing for our kids to do. You got to go to Hilton Head. Or, or Bluffton to get anything. There's no movie thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, who kind of sick people mm. take away all the toys and, <laughs> and all the, you know, it's nothing. There's nothing for these kids, yo. It's crazy. And so, uh, or unless you got money. If you got money, Johnny Hill and Head, you're good. So, uh, so th just off of that, you know, the, the, the high arrest rates that, you know, African-Americans get pulled over. And I mentioned this at the speech about my personal story um, because I lost my scholarship and I lost a lot, man. You know what I'm saying? I got arrested in high school and a white kid really had some weed and, and, and I got arrested over that, just to be honest. And I, I thought like, you know, no snitches. So I didn't say nothing. And I got in trouble. You know what I'm saying? That And that that junk 
messed me up. And even though it wasn't mine, so I ended up getting through, the damage was done. You know what I'm saying? The damage was done. Um, I done failed classes. I done did this. I done, I done lost. Like, Georgia Southern was like, nah, we don't, we good. You know what I'm saying? So it was, I, it just was, it was, it was, it was hard when I was speaking on that. And so they was talking about the arrest rates, you know what I'm saying, between African Americans and me being a victim of that. I'm like, man, I, I already know because, but it, it, it's such a different situation. And what they was trying to give me, trouble trouble they told the white kid all right you you you, we tired of seeing you you going home to your mom in florida <laughs> you know what i'm saying that was that was his his punishment so i was kicking at daryl like bro you need to run he was like man i ain't got it in me you know what i'm saying like bro i, I would run we do need to change i i think about you know doing something different we said but I, I don't got it in me he said but listen if if you run I support you. You know what I'm saying? So that's how it came right there. And I was like, listen, I'll do it. And I was like, well, let's get a petition. This is what, They start looking at what we need. And we went from there. We try to get, uh, we had one day to get the petitions that people have, you know, all year to year. And we, we missed it by like 67 or something like that petitions. I mean, we needed like one, like, I don't even know the number no more, but I know whatever it is, we, we was off by like 67. Like it was unheard of. And then we, then the back surgery hit. And so everything went flat. Everybody quit. Everybody was done. Um, you know, everybody kind of walked off because we did get on the ballot and I was in back surgery and, you know, people lose faith. So I'm sitting there, you know, even, even my bro, who's a, who's a campaign manager, he, he ain't make no movement on it. He was like, man, you know, maybe it's too much for you. So that's, that's everybody just quit. And so I'm sitting there with my back oozing and watching everybody quit the fuck around me, excuse my language, everybody around me just tapping out. And I'm like, God just kept pulling on me. It was like, yo don't do it, bro. And I was so frustrated, you know what I'm saying? Cause it, when you get hurt like that and you go down, you people, people really show their colors, you know what I'm saying? And to see people really disperse when I didn't have the money to give, or, you know what I'm saying? The resources to give or, or whatever that was supplying, you know, when I, when I, when I couldn't be what they wanted me to be, when I was just, you know, kind of just some little broke back little boy you know what i'm saying to see him like disperse on you it was hurtful bro like that cut me deep man and i just was driving back and forth and seeing all these campaign signs go up campaign signs campaign signs i'm like dang bro i can't run i can't do nothing like i'm i'm just hurting and i was and god just kept tugging on me and it was hurting me every time i was like this is hurting me to keep going by i didn't even try and i was like i didn't even try and I just didn't want to go through that pain, man. I feeling like I let God down, didn't make no movement. Like, so I just was like, you know what? I called my boy Jamie 1212 Design. I was like, listen, I'm running, bro. I'm on this ride. I'm going to do this riding thing. Hey, let's run. Let's need a video. He was like, were you serious? I was like, yeah, give me a video. So I, he ran me a video. We posted it. You know what I'm saying? I put out some signs. I started talking to people, trying to, you know, mix up just a little bit. You know, I only had a couple of days. You know, it was already election time. But um, in that little short time, bro, we got 10% like going to ride and vote. <laughs> like legitimately like that video probably been watched like, you know what I'm saying? It's four or 5,000 times. I don't know. You know what I mean? But it, it, it actually took off and more people hit me up after the elections. It was like, oh, I didn't even know. You know what I'm saying? But legitimately, like if I'd have got in from that moment, that first tug, I probably would have won, won the jump because it was, it, it is no represent. It wasn't like it was a hard fight. It's no, it's not a lot of representation here. You know what I'm saying? And and that's the reason I got in the first place. But, you know, God is good. And, you know, sometimes it's good to lose because it, it kind of affirmed everything. You know, it, it made it serious to me. It, it kind of increased the desire for, for, for me to to want to do it, not just to do it, but to really want to do it and, and, and be good at it and make some difference. And so I'll be back to do that. Yep. Yes, sir. I would I would say there's, there's beauty in rejection. Rejection. And I know even talking to Dr. Campbell about it, like, this is our brother. What can we do as a cohort to support him in this situation? And it wasn't just all love. <laughs> like, figure out, like, how can we support you? Because you, if nothing else, you planted a seed. You went into some unfamiliar waters. We don't have misters out here representing mm -hmm. on that level. That's different right there. And that's what we need. We need educators, brothers that are visionary, that's thinking, that's dreamers on that level where decisions mm -hmm. are being that's made. Bro. They don't, and it's, I feel like they don't it's value it. fear, us. bro. It's fear. It's fear, man. Like, you know, it's fear, man. And I realize that now with these teachers, you see it. It's not that 
they don't understand the worth of these black kids. It's not that they really think these black kids are dumb. They, it's fear, man. You know what I'm saying? It's fear, and fear fear makes you ugly, and it makes you it makes you do do those things where where you, you you're gonna reject change because you don't know what that that means. You know what I'm saying? You know this is this is a field that you know education is a field that is really the most sexist field, and women in education have really so sold you know sold even sold themselves out to to remain in power because if this was a male populated field you know good and well the average salary would be twice this twice this but because it's a woman dominated field and 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 even though we're supposed to have equal rights it's it's not because if that was equal rights we would get paid equally but we don't because you see this field as 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 a woman dominated field as a secondary job feel that she's gonna have a husband or you know what i'm saying she some you know and that's just how it is and, and the pay is not there and it, it should have changed but i think women are part of the problem because i think women are so fearful of losing the power grip on this education thing <laughs> and it, it sounds crazy but if you go into education you'll see that this is a very woman dominated field period like people we know this you know nobody talks about it you know what i'm saying and why why is it so woman dominated? We talk about the Call Me Mr. program, like we're trying to trickle in black kids, but really we we need to we need a, a a drastic ratio change because if you really want to get into the meat of this, segregation or desegregation created this education system that has devastated the black community and continues to do so. Desegregation did that because when you try to force something, and you try to force constitutional laws on the state, states rebel. And the rebellion was, okay, I'm going to give the middle finger to the U.S. government and I'm going to treat these little black people in my school like shit. And that's what they did. They pissed on them, spit on them, walked out on them, talked bad about them, and that became the culture. And that is the culture of school. It's a very nasty uh, culture. And that's why you still got these Ivy League schools that's all white, right? Like, come on, man, get real. Like, you think white folks is really, like, genetically smarter? Like, if you think that just just turn the, the, the thing off, man. Because there's nothing I can do for you. That's like thinking that black people are genetically faster. <laughs> like, all, that shit is a myth, bro. This is a myth, man. There's no... Even with the uh, the private schools that they, they so-called Christian, they're Catholic, whatever, man, you can... It's so easy to see through that, that they're just using those labels and otherwise, like, to say that this is a white school. That's segregationist. That's getting away from the public school system. We're not gonna have our children around this group of people. It's it's all it classism. Is, it's class. It's classism, bro. It, You're right. And and you know what, yeah. bro? I'm really thinking like a lot of this is. And this might be next. This might be you know maybe I'm going too deep here, but this this. Like when you look at edu- being an educator, you, you come across things you learn. So you learn about self fulfilling prophecy. No, self-fulfilling prophecy, you you uh as you tell a child, that's that's what he becomes. Like, you know, and this is a study that's been duplicated and, and found true. You know, if you tell a kid he's stupid, he start thinking he's stupid. You know what I'm saying? That's just self-fulfilling prophecy, that's what happens. So I think and I look at the the woman education system, how it's woman dominated and, and, and they've kind of allowed that so they can remain in power. I really I really feel like that for a lot of us African Americans, that we've allowed the the stigma of athleticism like we've allowed the lie that we are superior athletes and we've embraced that and i don't understand and it's the same thing and it's a sellout it's a cop-out you know what i'm saying (laughs) it's a cop-out and and we got to get to a point where we stop creating these ceilings and these falsehoods because if we create them in our mind like self-fulfilling prophecy it becomes true you do have all these black people that's running fast but then that's what you told yourself if if check this out if all of the black kids think that they're going to make it in basketball, then guess what? The the, the courts are going to be filled with what? Basketball players. <laughs> and basketball. so everybody's attention is now focused on basketball. And out of that, what's going to happen? You're going to have what? Good basketball players. And out of that, you're going to have what? Great basketball players. But that's what everybody's doing. So people who don't get it, they're like, man, what are you talking about? And that's that's what I'm saying. Whatever you're doing, that's what becomes you. And, and, and it's in everything you could look at now you can see white girls with booty and people are like man where all these white girls get butts from 
because it, people want butts. So, butts wasn't in back then. Then they didn't want no ass and they have none. Then they wanted one, then they got one. It's, that, it's that, like it, whatever you build in your brain, man, it's so powerful. Your mind is so powerful. And, and it's in self-fulfilling prophecy and, it, and it's in, that's why you read the word and pray, it, whoever, you know, whatever your religion is, right? You, ha- you have something that you used to say or, right? It's, some, it's something that you say or do, right? It's so power in that. It's a thought. It's power in thought. You got to understand that. And so we yes, got to stop. We got to stop embracing this, this athleticism, racism. Black people are not naturally faster or jump higher. That's a lie. And white people ain't smarter. That's all, the, all those lies. This lies. Whatever you choose to be, that's that's what you are, undoubtedly. Yes, sir. And you know, we have the corridor of shame in our state. I was I had an idea in my mind of what the corridor of shame was. I'm like, it stretches from this area, but we actually looked it up yesterday and we went over the maps of what makes up the corridor of shame. And it runs from Rock Hill, which is the top of the state, all the way to Beaufort County. And I didn't even realize that it was that bad. I knew the state now you could almost just pick a place and it's going to be underachieving. But I didn't know that it was on that level, just top to bottom. Yeah, you you know, you're looking at these backwater policies, man, and it's bad down here, bro. Like, it's, it's, it's bad. Like, even coming from Delaware, you understand it's a different culture. Like, even in Delaware, it wasn't cool to be dumb. I'm telling you like that, like Mm. it was cool to be bad. You know what I'm saying? But you had to have some knowledge. You had to be bad, smart, bad though. You know what I'm saying? Slick bad, mischief bad. It wasn't cool to be dumb bad. Like dumb was not, but like I saw when I got down here, yo, I had to dumb myself down. And and, like, even my speech is very dumbed down. And I hear myself speak now and I'm almost like, well, I'm not really pronouncing my words. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it, for me to fit in, I had to dumb my language down because I was getting in fights, bro, when I first got down here. Like, they was like, oh, what you trying to talk all white? I was like, what you saying, bro? Like, that was disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I, I had the Delaware accent, so I was like, yo, what you saying, bro? You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm still, like, bad. But, like, that was a different dot. Like, we would, we didn't, we pronounced our words. Like, you get teased in Delaware if you keep saying asked, asked, asked it. They'd be like, oh, or axe, axe. Oh, you chopping something? You know, just slick stuff. Like you had to say ask. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's that's just what it was. And and but it's a it's a different mindset, bro. It's just different. You know what I mean? But it, it but once again, right back to what I'm saying. It's never gonna change as long as they keep calling themselves a corridor shame for one. They're gonna have to get off that branding, you know what I'm saying? That's the first thing they gotta do to rebrand themselves, you know what I mean? Because I'll be damned. If you let me call call me the corridors, you know what I mean? No, nah, couldn't happen. Yeah, that's real. And what you said about things, we know there's power in the tongue, the things we speak, power in the thoughts that we have, and it all it all starts there. I know one thing that I've seen in towns as I travel throughout the entire state, and this is something that I hate, man. I absolutely hate it to be driving through a small town. And you look around, you see a bunch of empty buildings, old buildings, um, always some liquor stores in the, the small towns. That's always going to be there. Or I ain't going to say it's always going to It's always there right now, currently. But you find the <laughs> funeral home in that town. And it has the nicest brick. You see the hearse sitting out front. It's, it's sitting on chrome. It's a beautiful Everything, I ain't going to say it's beautiful. That ain't the right word, but it's extravagant, I guess you could say. You can tell that they eating good over there at the funeral home. And the way that I take that is they profiting (laughs) off of black death. Yeah, those liquor stores are supplying the poison. And then you got bodies coming through that funeral home. So when I look at that and I see that a town, that the school looking all ran down, but the funeral home is up. That right there means that there's more death in this town than there is life. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the way that I look at things. I'm always thinking about what do these things represent, especially for our people, mm-hmm. and trying to make those connections. And, 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 and you know what I'd also tell you, bro? There's more invested in the body than the mind. You know what I'm saying? Them little dead bodies got the funeral home profiting, but live minds <laughs> can't pull in mm-hmm. the funds. But you know that Dang. this 
the whole dilemma is the school system fault. Like, if we had a real president, like a real president that wanted to change, and he came to me and made me the director of education, I'll fix this thing in like two months. <laughs> the whole system. The whole system would be corrected in like two months. That's, it's not even a big problem. It's just the people that's in the system, they designed it this way. So it's working. That's See, that's a, that's the big thing people don't understand. They're like, schools is failing. No, it's not. Schools are doing exactly what, what they're designed to do. We're failing to change the to change the requirement for schools. We're failing to change the requirement for schools. Schools are doing exactly what they're designed to do to create, uh, you know, mindless people who who follow directions and don't challenge anything. Our schools is almost communist mm-hmm. factories, man. That's what it does. It, it it robs you of all original thought. Don't you dare be a thinker. Don't you dare get your ass up and walk out that class without permission. You better ask me. You can't be no free thinker, no free mover. You got to sit down. You got to sit down. What is this? 12 years of you sit down, don't move. And then what happens? You know, in year seven, eight, the kids get so tired of these frivolous rules. They just start getting crazy. And that's when that's when you that's when you build in the drinking problems and the party habits. Therefore, once the finished product is out, you got somebody who who's mindless, doesn't do much, won't go too far, doesn't think, gets 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 his homework in, gets 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 his work every day, gets his liquor, gets his beer. Perfect, perfect product. American citizen. So schools is not failing. They're doing exactly what they're made to do. But we are we are failing to to change the requirements Mm. in schools or change the school system. That's real. Like if you, it's so many times people will say that, oh, the such and such system is broken. No, this is the way they designed it. The school to prison pipeline, that's not just by chance or by, it's a coincidence. I don't even believe in that. <laughs> Everything, I mean, action, and you have a reaction. That's just the way things are done. Like, no, this stuff was thought out. It was very it was designed to keep our people down and in bondage the way our people are today. I want you to kind of enlighten the audience. Some. This is something we discussed before about a time where there was black male educators. Now, a lot of people don't even notice. I've talked to misters from other cohorts and brought it up to them and like kind of in your mind, you'll just think like, Oh, there aren't any black male teachers now. So there ain't never been black male teachers. That's a link that we need to make, that there have been some great minds, some great thinkers. There's a lot more out there than, like you said, ball players, entertainers. We're so much more than that. So I want you to take it back to that time before integration happened, where we did have black males educating, standing up, being those real divine. I'm going to clarify it for you right now. And I'm going to tell you that. This has been the shortest and most devastating period of history in, 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 in since the dawn of time. <laughs> and that's because the absence of black male educators, black male education itself originated from black men, period. That that is a known fact. And black men and black males have been the carriers of education. Uh, you know, back then, a lot of it was oral, the storytellers. Right. The, the old man uh, and even in the community, the old those were the carriers of education in a lot of ways. They, they, they still are. You understand what I'm saying? This educational system that, that we are in. Even back to American history, when it was desegregated, was heavily populated by black men, because back then those were only really the two professional jobs they were handing out to black people anyway, was teaching and, and doctor. Like they wasn't, you wasn't about to be no lawyer or nothing else like that. That was it. And so the, 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 the field was dominated. Now, prior to desegregation, the segregated schools was producing the, the most brilliant minds that we have yet to see again, the boys, Carter, you know what I'm saying? Washington. The, these people that 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 were just fresh, fre- fresh out of out of out of out of out of out of slavery, man. Like the, the the parents were slaves, and these were some of the brightest minds that that came out. And that was because they came through these institutions, these all black institutions that was populated by black men, black women, but mostly black men. To be, to be honest, that that was the field that they were holding. Women was home working. Black men was teaching. 
You understand what I'm saying? And the, these people that was coming out of these systems what was the pioneers and the these the civil rights leaders all of them came out of out of better educational systems and this system that we see now only came really after desegregation now the wars brought the women out into the workplace you know what i'm saying the world wars brought the women into the workplace but desegregation is what brought the collapse of the black educational system and the, the thing about it is so crazy about desegregation is people look at this like some historic great period in education. It was the most devastating thing that's ever happened to black kids in education. It was the worst. It was not a victory at all. It wasn't a victory at, in, in the slightest because what you got to understand is they were in less subpar teaching conditions. Granted, horrible so let's say it's the worst teaching condition but you're teaching with somebody who is has your best interest at heart you're teaching with somebody who has connections to you and your community and, and has nothing but a desire for you to, to 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 and then back then they were all about growth you know what i'm saying like it was just we need you to be the best the kids that came out of that system are still man i'm telling you and then you then you shifted that and said the trade-off was we're going to put you in an AC, but we're going to spit on you and smack your books and not teach you and hate you. Now, I don't know about you. But I'd rather be in a hot-ass classroom sweating off with somebody who loved me than in an air-conditioned room full of people who hate me. You, you fired all the black male teachers and, and principals. And now the system is all white leadership and all white domination and the only black person you see either cooking your food or sweeping your floors what happened to the black is beautiful movement madam cj walker came out of that time think about every great invention every great black inventor you got to think way back to before desegregation because after desegregation they didn't exist no more so mm. it's it's more important than Call me Mr. Be honest. That's just the tip. What the real issue is, is the kids who are being raised have to be raised by people who want the best for them and love them. You cannot tell me you love this kid if you're scared of him. I don't, I ain't scared of near not one of my nieces, nephews, cousins, uncles. Mama, bro, I don't care how big they is or if they can beat me. I ain't scared of them, though. You understand? I'm pop up. Say what I. You can't. There's no way that you could love a child and fear a child at the same time. They, them two things don't exist together. So the fact that we got so many stewards, so many uh, guides for our children that have this fear, which which is which is the essential quality of hate. Which is the which which is the <laughs> the premium ingredient in hate is fear and misunderstanding. And that's what they have. That sounds like racism, and that's what it is. And that's what we're teaching our kids every day for twelve years. We can't survive that, and we have it. Yes, sir. Very powerful. How do we? move forward and continue to build not accepting things but we creating positive change you know they they tell us oh you don't have to teach this curriculum word for word the way it's presented you can uh, have opportunities for critical thought you don't have to present it in a certain way and one thing i noticed they don't replace things when things mm -hmm. are proven to be incorrect mm -hmm. they didn't add on another piece they add on like it's just an alternative side of the story instead of calling it like telling the truth history is like the mm -hmm. biggest i'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you i'm gonna say it like this here. we're doing this uh addendum you know they talk about that addendum right now and one of the things about the addendum is they're saying that this building it costs more to repair it than to build something new. That's where we're at in education right now, bro. It'll cost more to keep trying to 
freaking fix this broke system than just to start from scratch. We built out and, you know, unless somebody, you know, in leadership, unless everybody in leadership is going to go ahead and start stepping down. You understand? Everybody in leadership start stepping down and right now start placing these younger, uh, more connected, more experienced, more involved people in your place. And you go find something else to do. But see, the problem is that check. Everybody getting that check. And because they depending on that check, they're not, they don't want to do the job no more. Their heart not in the job no more, but they just doing the job because they want the check. And I don't think we could put all them fires out. I think we wasting time. You know, I pray for them and I, I'm going to keep trying to work with them. But I think at this point here, it's, it's, you start, you start from scratch, man. We take advantage of the laws and, the, and just like everybody else. And, and part of this is our fault because I see six or seven white charter schools that popped open and no discredit to them because it is what it is, but it's still a predominantly white charter school. I don't see any black ones, not down here. So until us, us brothers get together and say, okay, let's put our heads together. Let's get this school open. Then we part of the problem too. We educated, right? We, 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 we educated, we got college degrees. We know what we're doing. Okay. So why are we still here complaining about things that don't work? We need to get together put our school together and show them. I'm tired of talking to them about it. Just send me all the kids that you think is dumb and can't learn. Send me all your rejects. Send me all your trash. And, I, and I'll polish them off and show you the diamonds that you thought was rocks. Ooh. That's a quote right there. That's a bar. That's real, bro. And I, I feel you on that. It, how can you build upon a foundation that's not solid? We over here, we dealing with a building that has three memes when it needs four, and we trying to design stuff for the penthouse suite right. when foundation ain't even solid. You know, it don't matter how you decorate the the penthouse right. when the building gonna collapse at the end anyway. So that's that's real, man. Um, we definitely have to come together. We know that teaching is a a political position because by you choosing to go along with what's being told you're choosing a side or if you right. choose to go against that you chose another side so that that's real either way the decision is on us and we have to come Facts, together bro. And, and, and you know what it's time to, it is time to decide you know what i'm saying a lot of us been straddling too long and you know every everything that we want can happen everything that they have is based on us you understand all this power and all this money that they have comes from us. It's a few people holding all our coins. And as long as we allow that to happen, then it's our fault. But it comes a time when we say, ah, right, bro, you got to run. The, you you got to run the check back. <laughs> you got to run the check back, man. You got to pay. You got to pay your fair share, bro. And we got to really stop. We got to stop accepting it just because we don't want to put the work in to make it change. That doesn't, if you know better mm. and you don't do better, you are the same. You're no, you're no better. You're no better. And a lot of us, instead of doing what we know is better, we just know better. We know better than what was, what was there before. Cause we, we can do it. We can do it. We just know that it's going to be rough and tough and, and, and we don't want to, we don't care enough. And that's so selfish, man. And, you know, I, I just want to see more brothers wake up, man, and start caring enough to, to put their finances to the side, their personal life to support, whatever you got to put to the side, put the sacrifices in and let's get it going. You'll get paid back on, you know what I'm saying? The reward will come on the back end, but that's not that's not even what you did it for. But you you would even get more doing it for yourself because why why let them cut my check? You know what I'm saying? Like, Build your own school, build your own curriculum, and make sure it's done right. But see, the challenge is, and I'm gonna hurt a lot of brothers' feelings that they don't know a better way. You know what I'm saying? They don't know a better school system. They don't know. You, you see these brothers get out of the program, and guess what? They teach exactly the way they said that they didn't want to do, or whatever they they do. Because when you get in there, you really don't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't, if you're not, if you're not uh 
conscious about that, if you're not humble about that, you know what you do? You end up doing what everybody else is doing. You just you just fit in. You just fall in. And you can't you can't fight them about uh teaching your way when all your kids is failing. Then you get you're gonna get fired. You know what I'm saying? Or you can't fight them if you if your kids are scoring low. The only way you could fight them is you have to do it your way, but you have to be successful at doing that. And a lot of brothers don't know what to do. And that's why we got to come together because it's other, it's other curriculums out there. I got one for you. I'll write it down for you. Come get it. You know what I'm saying? A lesson plan. You come get my lesson plan. Run with this one. You know what I'm saying? This one will do everything they, they going to suggest for you, except it's going to put you in a, a better situation with your students, with yourself, man. It's going to put them in a better situation. But, you know, at this point, man, we, we, we got to write curriculums. We got to apply for charters. We got to, we got to apply for superintendents. We got to apply for directors. We got to, we got to, we get in a class. We cannot stay there. Don't, don't fight, feed into the hype, get out and get to a leadership role because in the class you, you're going to do great things. But when you get out to a leadership role, you're going to be able to duplicate yourself and find more use and build more bridges. And that's, that's what it's about. We have to get off ourselves and start, building bridges for other ones like ourselves who who want the best for these kids to get across because nobody's trying to help them cross we got to get them across and when we get more bros across and we start to unite and, and put our collective minds together everything has changed everything has changed yes sir and that's a, a lifestyle of serving leadership right there that's not quoting it that's not spitting it is that's real <laughs> That's actually, you know, matching what you're saying with your actions. And it's a it's a beautiful thing. There's so much potential. We have what it takes. Like I open this up with saying we may not have all the knowledge, but together we do have enough and we can be that, that change that we want to see. Facts, it's just about Facts, making though. that that conscious Facts, effort. It's time, though. I definitely appreciate you coming on, sharing your time with me. A powerful bill. And this one, this one gonna reach some people. I, hey, my I bro, I've been, I've been watching the, you, bro. That, that energy. Man, yo, I, all I can say is hands up, my dude. Like you, 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 you out there and you really like about making the change. You know what I'm saying? You pushing truth. You know what I mean? And so the thing about truth and education, it's not always popular, but slowly I see people starting to come around. So don't stop because I find it funny, all these rappers now trying to be woke and start talking about community reform. You know what I'm saying? So like the trend, the trend of, of community reform is coming back our way, but we ain't riding no trend. We've been doing it. So keep doing it, man. But the, the light's going to turn on and, you know, it's going to be a bunch of clowns out there and it's going to be some real people who put who got a body of work to show it. And you, you, you in there, bro. So big us to you. I love you, bro. Love you, little bro. Keep your head up and keep pumping, bro. Yes, sir. Definitely appreciate you. Love you as well. And this this only the beginning. <laughs> this is phase one. We got a lot of work to do, and that's what this is all about, inspiring others to join us Say on this journey. Say and we less, all, my God. We all stand you already tall. know what it is.